Internet link established. So you want to be a podcaster. Our mission is to encourage and equip you for excellence in podcasting. Your hosts are Andrew Rappaport, host of the Rap Report and Apologetics Live, and executive director of the Christian Podcast Community. Together with Colleen Sharp, host of Theology Gals and chief administrator of the Christian Podcast Community. Well, welcome to another edition of So You Want to Be a Podcaster. We uh, are glad to have you with us. And today we're going to talk about counting the cost because the reality is many people get into podcasting and they don't count the cost. They don't think about the commitment levels that are required for podcasting. Now, Colleen, you have... Well, you've been able to disciple many people on their podcasting. You've had to deal with this a lot, haven't you? Yeah, I think there's several different ways that people don't consider the cost, since that's the term that we're using. And I always I have a little speech that I give to people if they're considering podcasting, and that is if you are going to commit to podcasting, commit for a specific amount of time. So six months or a year and commit to doing it that long regardless. Because as you know, Andrew, most people give up by episode eight. I've seen I've seen people do that. And then also the time commitment that it's going to take. When I first started editing, it took me much longer than I anticipated. So the preparation time, the the recording time, the editing time and just getting your name out there, you know, being on social media and things like that. You know, there is a passage in the Bible that helps us with this, and it is in Luke 14, 28. It says, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king is going out to encounter another king in war will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. And if not, while the other is yet a great way off. He sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, if any one of you does not renounce all that he has, cannot be one of my disciples. And really what it's saying there is that we have to count the cost in all things. In specifically in podcasting, I think what we have to consider is the fact that as we are talking about doing podcasting, people get into it with high expectations that just don't pan out. Yes. If you're doing it for the numbers, then you may want to reconsider podcasting. And I've working with different podcasters, a lot of times they have really high expectations of what their numbers will be right out of the gate. And it takes time to build up 
a listener base and you need to not have unrealistic expectations. I just spoke with a new podcaster today who's just on his second episode and he's not even looking at the download numbers because it can be discouraging if you work really hard and spend lots of hours and, you know, 50, only 50 people listen. Well, 50 is a lot, you know, for your first episode. And so be realistic. And the reality is that first episode a year later is going to have a lot more downloads if you're doing a good show because people go back and binge. But this is something, this is something that happens so often that Daniel J. Lewis of the Audacity of Podcasts, I saw that he coined a new term because there's so many people who start podcasting and then stop usually by episode eight. That seems to be where many people, they either episode one or episode eight, that's as far as many of them go. And so he coined a new term. He calls it pod flash. And so let me quote what he said a pod flash is. Pod flash is, quote, an initial jump into podcasting, but without much commitment, a quick end of further activity. It's only a flash in the pan. It's like the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, or like the seed thrown on rocks in the in Jesus's parable of the sower and unquote. And I think that's really what it is. He's capturing what is happening so often. People flash into it. They jump into podcasting thinking they're going to be the instant sensation. And then they fizzle out. They find out how much work is involved. So let's go through this and work through this step by step. The first thing before really getting into podcasting you want to do is make an initial realistic commitment. Colleen, what do you think would be a a good initial commitment that someone should make if they're going to start the podcasting? How much, how many podcasts should they look to do? Well, some people will say they want to get up to a certain number, like I want to get up to 50. Um, Usually what I encourage is making a time commitment. So something like I will podcast every other week for six months or every week for a year. And I think six months is really the bare minimum commitment that you should be making. And um, a year, I think, is a great commitment. That was the commitment that we made when we started was to start with a year. And it's important because to have that commitment because you will slowly grow. We have done an immense amount of growing in our second year. And so you need to consider that. And a lot of our downloads are old episodes. So that first episode maybe only gets 50 downloads the first week, but after the first year has several hundred because new listeners will go back and binge, like Andrew said. And when you said 50, you're speaking of 50 episodes. Correct. Correct. Some people will say 50 or 100 episodes they want to do as a commitment. And there's some people who expect that they're just going to, they're going to take the world by storm. That's unusual. You know, I was speaking with Daryl Harrison of the Just Thinking podcast, who was the winner of the Christian Podcast Awards for the best podcast of the year. And he was very surprised because it was his first year of podcasting. And so for him to receive award, especially the best podcast, Christian podcast, he was very surprised. He didn't expect that. But 
the thing is, is that they have a very different show that really hits a, a mark with a lot of people. But there's a lot of people think they're going to be able to do that. And you're going to get very disappointed if you think you're going to instantly be a sensation. It's a lot of hard work. And let's understand what that commitment is. There's three areas I think of when it comes to this time commitment, recording, editing, and promoting. So let's talk about each one of those. Colleen, the the recording is really as much time as your show is going to be. I have a two minute daily that takes two minutes to record if I don't screw up. And sometimes it takes me five minutes to re-record it, re-record it. My hour long one, my weekly one on the rap report, weekly one is takes an hour or so, usually an hour and a half or so of recording time. But the recording could be as long as somebody needs. Now you, you record for your show. Your show is about an hour show. How long is your recording usually? So our recordings can, even if it's an hour show, we may talk before and after. The other thing that I calculate into recording is preparation because that's part of recording in my mind. Everything I have to do to prepare for the recording, research, I may have to read a book that might take me five hours to read a book in preparation if I'm having an author on. So there's, depending on what sort of podcast you are, there's a lot of things that go into that. I make an outline for every episode. That takes time. And so there's a lot of different things that go into that. But so if you want to calculate the preparation time with the recording, that could be several hours. And then actual recording time, if you talk with your guest or your co-host beforehand or afterwards, if it's just you, then it's just going to be the time you record. Yeah. So let's talk preparation. I have a, right now on my rap report daily podcast, I do a two minute review of a book of the Bible. So I'm going through all 66 books. But it, it takes me probably about half an hour to an hour of reading through the book. If it's a short book, going through some notes, trying to get the idea of what I'm going to say in those two minutes. So even though it's only two minutes, it could take me an hour of prep to record for two minutes. We on this show, we usually spend a about as long. We spend about a half an hour to an hour of just discussion of show notes before we start recording. And that doesn't even take into account the time we spend in preparation and research and stuff like that. So there's a lot more that goes into that than just turning on the mics and recording. And there are some people who think that's all that's involved. There's sometimes, and this is something also to consider with the commitment and Colleen, you, you will, know very well because you and I both dealt with this with, with folks that you have someone who is a host with a co-host and there's times where the co-host, they just want to show up, record and leave. What does that do to the person who ends up doing all the preparation and the editing? Yeah. And I think that that's one thing that you want. If you have a co-host, you really need to lay out what the expectations and responsibilities will be for each person. Because it is a frustrating thing if you expect that you're going to share the work evenly and you find out you're doing it all. 
I've dealt with many podcasters that I talk to that they're in that situation. They do all the preparation. They do all the editing. They do all the promotion. And their co-host just shows up and says, okay, let's hit record. So there is a time commitment. If you're, you may be fine with that, a co-host that does that, but know that commitment up front. Editing. That's a lot of time. How long would you say you spend editing your theology gals? Um, so anywhere from two to three hours editing an hour long podcast and everyone's going to be different. I just spoke with a podcaster today that records and releases and people appreciate that style. And some people are able to do that. Uh, when we record, I will say that editing. So you want to be a podcaster is less time than editing theology gals. And Part of it's it's a shorter podcast, but Andrew and I usually start and finish, where sometimes in Theology Gals, we might stop and forget a thought or different things like that. So there's a lot that plays into how long it will take to edit. That's because we're so professional. (laughs) That'll get edited out. So, uh, but there's more than just the preparation, the recording, the editing. Now you have your final product. There's the promotion. That's all the people that think those numbers are going to be there. That is all dependent on the promotion. And promotion is a difficult thing in today's day and age because there's a lot of people promoting their stuff, whether it's on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever it is. And you want, you have to almost be everywhere. The, the social media aspect is almost a full-time job when it comes to the promoting. Now, for for Theology Gals, you have all, all of those, don't you? You have a Twitter, you have a Facebook, and you have an right. Instagram, don't we, you? We're not so active on the Instagram, uh, unfortunately, but we are active on Facebook and on Twitter. But the big thing for Theology Gals is that we have a Facebook group, and our Facebook group is approaching 5,000 members. So it's a lot of work to maintain that, but we are able to promote our podcast there since it is the Theology Gals group. So I think a lot of our uh, downloads come from the group and the success of the group, but also other social media. And really, remember that you just need people to listen that first time. And if they decide they like it, they'll subscribe and they'll get a notification every week when the podcast is released. Now, I have a different aspect. I don't have time for social media. And therefore, I, as a public speaker, I travel and speak a lot, which is why I don't have time for the social media. But that gives me a different avenue of promotion. I can promote when I'm speaking at a conference. As I'm speaking there, I can mention my podcast. And there are a number of times when I mention after I get done speaking, I will mention my podcast and people, I will see them. They're taking out their phones. They're going to search right there and they're downloading or subscribing to the latest episodes. And so that's another way that you can promote if that's an avenue you have open to you. I happen to have that open and that is helpful for me. Because people are subscribing to my podcast because they want to hear more of what I'm teaching. There's others who are going to do stuff like whether it be through social media, 
as Theology Gals does, or through speaking as I do, or maybe some other avenues if you have a book or you have a course that you can offer. We're going to talk about some different types of podcasts and they can affect how much you want to do as your commitment because your commitment could be dependent on the type of podcast you have. And so you need to know what your goals are up front. You know, I had a chance to interview uh, Tracy Witchall from Reboots Podcast. And I think if you hear what she did with her goals, you're going to see that this really gives an opportunity for people to see that this is something where people can know up front what their goals are, know what their own personal weaknesses are, know where they're going to struggle because they just may be too focused on numbers and some things you could do to prevent that and maybe have a plan up front. So listen to this interview I did with Tracy. You're a podcaster, so let folks know about your podcast and what it is about. Well, the Reboots podcast is about people who have chosen or been forced to start over in life or in business, either through their own missteps, through no fault of their own, or because they just decided they wanted to live life differently. What it takes to navigate change in your life or your business, and throughout the last three or four years, I've navigated quite a bit of change of my own. You did something before you started podcasting, I think will be helpful to folks. You actually, you wrote down some goals and what did you do with them? Well, I wrote down my why. Why do I want to do this? And, you know, that's been a couple of years, but one of the keys was I wanted to be obedient. I felt like this was a calling. I, I had a series of three to five things like that that are that are that that were bullet points. And you know what? None of them involved download numbers. None of my why, none of my goals involved downloads. But I've been in and out of broadcasting since the mid '80s. Okay, that's a long time. And so, so you started. You started when you were four. Let's get that straight. <laughs> no, I was in my teens. But I knew that I was going to be interested in looking at the numbers. But I also knew that that had nothing to do with spiritual obedience. I just put my whys that were on bullet points. And I've got a couple of, I use index cards all the time. I put them on a, uh, what is this? A four by six little index card. And I handed them to a few people. And I said, I need you to hang on to this. This is a small thing. Just put it somewhere safe. I need you to hang on to this. And at some point you're going to hear me whining and freaking out about the numbers. And I'm going to want to give up. Because the numbers are going to be bad. Now, here's the truth. I didn't know how bad they were going to be the first year, right? But I want you to keep my why with you so that when I'm discouraged or mad or ready to throw up my hands and quit, um, you'll be able to, to read back my own why, my own commitment to me. And it's worked. You know, they, I have gotten frustrated. I have these little... These little people, and I don't even have those whys anymore. I couldn't find them. Uh, I was hoping to find them um, when you asked me to be on your show. But my friends have them. Whether they've thrown them away by now or not, I don't know because it's been probably eight months since I've asked anybody. But it's just, it's been a gift I've given to my future self to just keep me between the ditches. You knew, and you have a background in broadcasting, so you you knew what was going to end up happening. And 
you knew that there was going to come a time that you were going to need someone to remind you of why you were doing this. And so yeah. you gave those cards out. You, you gave ahead of time. That's the forethought. I had, I actually, my board of directors at Striving Fraternity wanted me to start a podcast four years before I actually did. Really? Yeah, because I knew the work involved and I know how I do things. I don't want to throw something together. I try not to do that. And therefore, I knew the amount of work going into it. And I also, at the time, all the new technology you have to learn, what's an RSS feed and what's like, yeah. it, it was overwhelming. Yep. And I thought it would be too much. And I'm the type that wants to understand all the things under the hood. And so I knew I wasn't just going to do the shortcuts. Therefore, I was afraid. And that actually kept me four years. The only reason I did actually get into podcasting was I started with someone in discipling a ministry with them and they were podcasting and they were developing something. So I was doing it with them. That was how I started off. And now I had some familiarity with part of it. I knew the work involved and that work actually kept me from doing it. And when I got into it, I realized, you know, if I just learned this piece and then this piece and this piece, I could actually do podcasting and not have to know everything all up front. If you are afraid of the whole idea of podcasting, or if you're afraid that you're the personality that could get so focused on numbers, do what Tracy did. Jot down your goals, why you're in podcasting. Give that to folks so that when you start complaining about the numbers or you're trying to make a living at it, there are people that try to make a living out of it. And that's fine. There's, there's people who can do that. They can make a living out of podcasting, being professional podcasters. They do it with advertising, things like that. As Christians, my challenge to folks would be this. If you're a Christian podcaster, then you're in it for ministry, not money. And yes. if you're letting money or numbers become the reason you're doing it, maybe you're not doing ministry. And yes. I think what you did with folks was just brilliant because it really, there's so many people that struggle with the why months later. And you had the forethought to realize that ahead of time and say, you know what? I'm going to give this to some friends to remind me of my why. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, Sure, Andrew. Thanks for the invitation. Okay. So here's the thing with that. Tracy had a plan. Tracy knew up front to give these index cards to people to say, I'm going to be depressed about the numbers. If you're, going to, if you're focused on numbers like that, that may be a good thing to do. But, you know, there are times where you may say, I am only going to do a specific number of episodes. Colleen, you turned me on to a podcast, which maybe I wasn't so happy about because it really depressed me. But it was called Dr. Death, about a doctor who was allowed to continue practicing medicine, even though he really shouldn't have. Everything should have screamed out not to do that. Now, they planned to only do a certain number of episodes. I think it was 10 episodes maybe, but they had it as a set thing where they do a number of them because someone's writing a book on it. And because they tie their podcast to a book or a specific research project, once that topic is exhausted, they end it. So there's just going to be those number of podcasts episodes and that's it. So in a case like that, if you only have a dozen episodes, that may be your goal. Maybe your goal is only to have those certain number. Right. And there was another podcast like that called Dirty John. And so both Dr. Death and Dirty John had, and they're both kind of true crime sort of podcasts, they both had a certain set 
amount of episodes, but people continue to listen to those same 10 episodes. Yeah, thanks for turning me on to this true crime <laughs> podcast, because now I'm just really scared all the time. So another thing you might do is have a specific length of time. Maybe you want to say you're going to do a season. This is becoming popular with people to do seasons. And what they'll do is have, say, a 26 episodes in a season. I know a podcast that does what they chose to do is have every season, every year they have one season that'll have 26 episodes. And they've chosen to do that so that when during the rest of the time, they're either going to put other material reruns, kind of like the old TV shows and run reruns during the rest of the year. Or some people just stop. I know the briefing with Al Mueller. He he takes a period of time where he doesn't he doesn't do his podcast like over the summer, and he's just going to stop. In if you're going to do that, you may want to do seasons with episodes in them. That's perfectly fine. There's many podcasts that do that. You know Jay Warner Wallace from the Cold Case. Christianity podcast, he chose to do where he does 26 episodes per season. And then the rest of the year, he plays podcasts of when he's interviewed on other podcasts, or he'll do reruns, or he'll do his talks. But what he's focused on is he's focused on 26 episodes where he's going to do all that preparation, recording, editing, and he focuses on those. And the rest are extra material that he does. That may be a way you do it where you're going to have a season with a set number of episodes. How do you feel about that? This all falls under the being realistic on what time commitment that you can put towards it. There's some people that are doing 26 episodes a year, but instead they of seasons they do every other week. Uh, maybe you don't want to podcast when your kids are off of school in the summer. So seasons may be the best way to do that. Uh, so you really just have to look at your life and what is realistic for you to commit to and consider these options and see what might be the best um, option for you. I think maybe if you're going to spend one season talking one subject, maybe seasons are the way to do that. And another thing to think about when it comes to goals is what is the purpose? We've spoken this on a previous podcast, but you want to know what your purpose is when it comes to podcasting. Are you going to be a teaching type of podcast? In that case, you could continue going and, and teach different things, but maybe you're going to be a podcast that's tied to a TV show. Well, then you're going to have to be kind of seasonal because you're going to be when they, when the TV show has new episodes, that's when you're going to podcast. There's a lot of different types of podcasts you can do. And so the style of podcast you have and what your goal for your podcast could affect the goal and commitment that you end up having. So when we talk about being realistic, you don't want to be focused in on numbers and you want to remember that your commitment, even if it's to the numbers, it shouldn't be what the focus is. You may, we all want to improve and numbers may be a way of looking at how well we're improving because if people don't like your podcast, they're not going to keep listening. 
But I'll tell you one way of really seeing if your podcast is doing well, and you may not think about this, but this takes having many episodes. You know what number I like to look at, Colleen? Nope, I have no idea. Good. So I like to look at the first dozen episodes. Why? I like to see if that number's going up. Why? Very simple. As I continue to see those first dozen episodes continue to grow on my Andrew Rapport's rap report, I'm seeing that that is people who are binging. They're going back to the first episode and, and downloading everything. Binging is something we see as very common with podcasts. I've actually binged the Audacity podcast with Daniel J. Lewis twice now. So the thing is, when you have people that binge, that tells you they heard something, they loved what they heard, and they went back and listened to every single episode, or at least went back to the older episodes and started to re-download it. That's actually, I think, a better number because that says you've really struck a chord with your audience. They love what you're doing and they want to go back to old episodes to hear more because the newer stuff just isn't enough for them. I love to look at those numbers of the early episodes, but to get to those early episodes, you have to be recording for a while. Yeah, and I I will tell you, as you're slowly building those numbers in the beginning, at this point in Theology Gals, almost every single one of our episodes is usually downloaded every day. So people are always going back and listening to the old episodes. So if you do your first episode and you get 50 downloads and you were expecting 500 or you get 100 and you were expecting 1,000, just remember that people will go back and listen as they discover your podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that really encourages you because my very first episode has grown by double from what it was that very first month. So I've had twice as many people go back after the first month to re-listen to it. And that says that there's people that are going in and they're liking what they're hearing. So they're going back to old episodes and binging. That's actually a good indicator. So let's review. We, we know that there are people who jump into podcasting with big expectations. But what you want to do is make an, a commitment. Decide what that commitment is going to be. It's going to depend on what type of podcast you have. But you want to understand the commitment, the preparation, the recording time, the editing time, the promotion time. All of those things take a lot of time. I personally probably spend about 15 to 20 hours doing my podcasting. Now, that's including the fact that I have several podcasts. I have Andrew Rapport's Rap Report Daily, Andrew Rapport's Rap Report, Apologetics Live, So You Want to Be a Podcaster. So I have four different podcasts, all different lengths. They take different times. But I probably spend between 15 to 20 hours with my podcasting. I have a lot of other things to do, like preparing for my messages I'm going to speak. But you need to know how much time your show is going to take. Have your goals laid out before you get started. Be realistic because this is going to be important. 
So Colleen, is there anything you want to encourage folks with about counting the cost? I think it all goes back to what we spoke about in our first episode in first understanding what your purpose is. Because I think once you understand your purpose and then counting the cost, understanding what, being realistic, maybe you first start out saying, I want to do a podcast for this reason. I want to do a devotional podcast or whatever it is. And, but then you look at your time and you think, you know, I'm not sure I can do it every week. Then, so once you, once you count the cost on everything that is going to be required for your commitment, you can better make realistic um, goals. And that was our very first episode was about goals and purpose. And you know something? We got feedback, Colleen. Stephen Lewis said this. He had sent this to me. He said, Andrew Rapport, thanks. And I am actually listening to So You Want to Be a Podcaster, episode two. Great way to use the episode number. Thank you very much. I will start doing that. Also, thank you for the help you and your crew provide for folks like us. This is someone who is responding to our group in the Christian podcast community on Facebook, where we disciple people to be better podcasters. It is a group where we get to discuss different things. And this person was dealing with something and we helped him in his podcast. This is what we're here to do. We want to help you have a better podcast. So before you jump into podcasting, you don't want to be a pod flash, as Daniel J. Lewis says, understand the commitment level that it takes to do podcasting. Make sure your goals are clearly laid out. Like we said in our very first episode, know your goal and purpose, but also with that, know the time commitment that it's going to take. Don't just jump in because as we said in the beginning from the Bible, you don't want to try to build a tower only to be mocked by people when you can't finish it. Finish your tower. Complete the task. Continue podcasting. Don't just jump in and then realize how much work it takes.